Welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, a podcast with three dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. I'm Josh. I'm Joe. Welcome everyone to Parenting Without Getting Up. We are back after a very long wait. And I was just trying to look and see what episode this is. I think we're episode 42. 42. I think that's right. Yeah. So episode 42 and... uh. Yeah, it was good to be back. It's been a long time. It's been since, gosh, I want to say it was like November. I think we were talking about Thanksgiving, maybe. I might be wrong. I don't remember. But it's been at least a few months. So uh, how's everybody doing? Joe, how you been doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah? How's school going? Uh, school school. <laughs> so to be clear, you're teaching, right? We are still teaching in person. Um, last two weeks, we had an average of 12 teachers out with COVID. So, and we were averaging about 20% of our students were out. Um, but Yeah, and the district just took last Friday off, right? At least the kids were home. Well, Salem-Kaiser did. My district right. did not. Oh, you, oh, that's right. You're not. Your um, wife isn't. Yeah. Um, I had a music conference that I went to. So, I was down in Eugene um, for the weekend. So, that's where I was, yeah. but okay, yeah. So it's going, so it's fine. Person learning, still going, okay. Yeah, everything's going fine. Um, all of our staff is actually back now. They were just the first two weeks. They were, oh, that's good. Yeah, for some reason or other, they all got. They must have just been. I wasn't invited to the COVID. They, they party. must have went to a mixer. Like, yeah, and didn't <laughs> I, invite you. I wasn't invited to the COVID party. Okay, um, so well, it's good they're back. How about you, uh, there, Josh? How you doing? Uh, doing well. Yeah, kiddos doing good. Yeah, how old is Yana now? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yep. Yeah. So we've been doing this podcast for over two and a half years. And we're only on to episode 42. And it is 42, I checked. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, let's see. I'm, uh, I was going to try to do the math, but I'm not going to bother. But yeah. So, uh, well, that's great. Yep. Yeah, because we started, she, she was like, I think you were she wasn't like born yet. six months away or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's amazing. Which wow. means, yeah, exactly. And uh, a different, we now have two different, we have a different co-host now too. So... Rob, is you for those of you, who, I don't know if you, anybody who skipped some episodes or missed. Rob uh, started a new uh, a new career, well not career, education, I guess. He went back to school. New chapter. Yeah, new chapter in his life. He moved to Colorado and and is going to school there. So, um, and uh, we wish him well. I saw him or talked to him. I guess I didn't talk to him. I we texted back and forth a bit. Uh, over the holiday of Christmas, so he sounds like he's doing okay. But uh, anyway, me, I got a job. Um, last time we recorded, I was unemployed, so I've been Fine laid enough. off due to COVID, <laughs> and now I'm working for a roadside assistance company that I will not mention, but I'll say that it consists of one letter three times. Rhymes so, with Shay 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 or Triple Shay 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 Yeah Shay What it rhymes with. It, it rhymes with hey, way, day. I don't think that would rhyme with that. No. Hey, way, day? No, it'd be, have to be like Mipple oh. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, well, I guess, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's a good job. I'm supervising one of their teams, and uh, it's good. It's really, I take a lot of calls on the phone myself. And uh, I've been there for, started in early November, mid-November, 
and so uh it's so like what is this we're now in almost the middle of january almost two months and the third week of january yeah so it's uh yeah it's it's been a good there goes my text message sorry um it's been it's been a good job i tell you one thing it's really rewarding talking to people i i was helping the customer that was uh uh stuck in a really nasty part of i5 in portland really really bad curves and people go through there way too fast and uh, i could hear cars whipping by her and her service had been she'd canceled her service a few months earlier and had forgotten about it because she had um uh identity theft so she just shut everything down and she had forgotten about it and so we were still gonna get her off the road anyway she was uh uh, ran out of gas and we were, I was going to send a, a truck out to give her some gas, even though she didn't have service. And that's what we do is our main concern is getting people to safety. Luckily for her, um, a police car pulled up as she was talking to me, as I was getting ready to enter the call, a police car showed up and had gasoline in his, in his trunk and he gave her a little bit to get her off the road. So, but she was really happy that we were going to take care of her, even though she didn't have service because of, you know, but that's, it's pretty amazing. So it's a good company. That's a not-for-profit, too, which I really like, which is I came from a not-for-profit. So, good company. But anyway, that's my biggest news. Um, uh, I thought today we'd talk about other news, I guess, in our family is that we're having one of our kids evaluated for ADHD. And so I thought this would be a good topic. And I know this can be controversial with some people, especially when we get into medication. And I don't know that we need to talk about medication because... I think it might be, this might be a better discussion just talking about what it is and how can it affect somebody. Um, there's lots of ways to treat it and, you know, with, uh, besides medication in terms of accommodations and things like that. And um, for kids, it's, I mean, medication is probably the easiest um, for the kid and for, for um, their, you know, the others around them. Uh, but, uh but especially, I mean, I don't think we need to contain our conversation to just kids, though, either. So, um, Joe, I thought you'd be a good candidate because you you uh, teach kids, and you, I'm sure you deal with uh, a lot of ADHD in your yeah. classrooms. Well, today I was in a meeting for a grade level, and we were talking with about two students that need to be evaluated for it. Yeah. Because they're just not able to function in class. Yeah. So. I mean, in, and it's not always hyperactivity, though, is it? Those are the ones that get noticed. No, actually, one of them is a student who um, it, it, you wouldn't notice anything until you start um, talking to the student. Yeah. And they just can't focus. And so it's, it's, more, it's more of that where everybody just thinks it's the kid who's bouncing off the walls, standing right. on the chairs, on their head, turning around. I mean, <laughs> doing all those kind of things, which there is a group of kids that do that. But then there's other group of kids where it's literally they just can't focus enough to learn what's supposed to happen because their brain is skipping around. So so you guys are are young enough that you both of you are young enough that there's been a lot more. Even when you were growing up, there was more awareness of it, I think. Um, compared to when I'm like 10 years older than you guys. I, I think you're uh, right. I, I kind of remember middle school. Yeah. Two of them, one was Asperger's and one was ADHD. Yeah. And I never heard of either of them until 
my freshman year of high school, I think. Oh, really? Like, what yeah. are those? What well, sounds interesting. Yeah. I only knew about it because my brother has it. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, my brother who is a teacher himself, but also he 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 drives me nuts sometimes because and he he we he's a kid who we attempted to use medication mm-hmm. and the medication actually backfired. And yeah. so he's a kid who um ended up learning how to deal with it without medication. Which is what a lot of people, I mean, they're like... Which is now kind of a normal thing. Yeah. Where when he was a kid, it wasn't. It was medicate him. Medicate him. For a long time, one of the only medications, and again, none of us are doctors, but uh, Adderall was one of them. And uh, I think it's an ephedra or a... Yeah. Yeah. And and So they're trying to get away from that. Josh, you bring up a really good point. I want to make this very clear. I, I actually... I, I've 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 studied a lot about this, um, and I actually this is the one podcast, the only podcast he's come prepared episode yeah. where I actually <laughs> have typed out notes because I want to make it clear that we are not doctors. We will give no recommendations. No. Um, uh, but I have studied this a lot because I was diagnosed at I want to say forty six something like that. Yeah, that was a long time um, ago. It was not not nineteen forty six. No, I mean at, just not in. I know when you were forty six. Oh, was, when I was, that was a long time ago. Okay. When the dinosaurs roamed there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and and this is like we we usually keep our topics pretty light. This is kind of a this is probably the heaviest subject that we've ever dealt with on this on this podcast. That we've recorded, yeah. But yeah, uh, but so I want to talk a little bit about kind of what it is. There's a real stigma attached to it, and I also want to tell. I have a kind of a funny story about how I was how I came to seek a diagnosis, um, which involves a teacher. (laughs) I think it's a funny story, but anyway, but so I want to talk a little bit about like what it is. And I want to try to dispel, like, you know, shatter the stigmas, make it something that's, you know, talk, you know, people can talk about because a lot of times it's, you know, people, it's a sense of, you know, we got to keep it quiet. We've got to, you know, we want to respect people's privacy, but you know, at the same time, we shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about, about this because um you know it's not it's not even labeled as a mental health illness it's it's classified technically as a disorder mm-hmm. um according to the dsm uh, dsm5 which is the diagnostic and statistical manual that they use for diagnosing um well and in the schools it's a medical disorder Right. So, yeah, okay. So in the schools, it falls underneath a 504, which is medical disorders. Okay. Where um, um, learning disabilities is an IEP, which is an independent education plan. Mm-hmm. And so they're completely different, and how they're dealt with inside the schools are okay. completely different as well. So so for those of you who, who don't know um, uh, what it is, it's basically, it's, I mean... <laughs> Neuroscientists are still learning about. There's a lot we don't know about it, but what we do know, it's a condition, or you can say a disorder that impacts the executive functioning. So that's like basically planning, focus, organization, all of that. It impacts it impacts uh, those that ability, and it's basically I was reading somewhere. Uh, it's an impairment of the brain self management system, which I thought was a pretty good description. And uh, it's thought to be caused by lower levels. At least it's always, they always see lower levels of the neurotransmitters, norepinephrine and dopamine, which are kind of the part of the reward system of the brain. So if somebody, 
is with ADHD is doing something that really doesn't interest them. It's harder for them to keep with it and pay attention because they're not getting the dopamine uh, uh, in their brain that that, uh, that a normal person would get because they're not getting the, you know, the, that um, just kind of that reward. And there's a, re, you know, saying inattention or in it, in it, uh, attention deficit is a real, I think it's really misleading because people with ADHD can be like super attentive if it's something they're interested in, like playing video games. They can do it for hours and hours and hours. I worked with a woman at my last job who would, she liked spreadsheets and she likes charts and she likes that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I won't say her name. But I'll say her name was was uh, I don't know Trisha 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 Trisha. She would be so focused. You go over to talk to her, and she's completely zoning everything out. Uh, somebody can go. I know my dad had it for sure. He because he would sit on the computer and he'd go hours and hours and hours and hours on the computer, not get up to get anything to eat or even really go to the bathroom. He would just stay super focused on what he was doing. So it's really. Um, uh, yeah, it's really, it's all about just that kind of the um, executive functioning uh, part of the brain that is just a little more difficult. And I heard um, one quote that I've, I'm going to give some resources to that I think are really good. Um, but one quote I heard on a YouTube channel, I heard somebody refer to it as, you know, it's, your brain is working differently. So it's not like you're using a different computer than kind of a neurotypical person. You're using a computer with a different operating system. You know, it, it's just the, the brain is wired differently. So um, I think that's uh, a really good analogy too. I do want to make sure that people understand that if you go to a school, they are taking out the H in the ADHD because the hyperactive part is just a part of it. And you say they fa- are taking it out? They're taking the H out of it. Because, oh, really? Because they're not separating ADD and ADHD anymore apart from each other right the hyperactive part is just a trait within add yeah so so now there's officially with the and all the textbooks and everything uh as of like i don't know it's been probably a decade or so they've eliminated the add they don't use that term anymore yeah i don't know about in the schools but i know that like if you go to a clinician's office or talk to a psychiatrist or something they're gonna they're gonna it's all adhd but there's three types of adhd there's three presentations. There's inattentive um, or predominantly inattentive, and that's what we used to call the ADD. There's predominantly hyperactive, which is, you know, you think of like the kid bouncing off the walls. And then there's combined. And so um, I have um, predominantly inattentive, but I also do have some mm-hmm. hyperactive tendencies. If I'm something that I get really excited about, is when I believe my hyperactivity kicks in. And I mean, it should be said that I think that all of these traits, and I want to go over some of kind of the kind of the behaviors and stuff that, you know, some things to kind of look for, uh, or just, I would say like personality traits as somebody with ADHD has, that everybody has them to some degree. It's just some, it's like to what level and how much are they impairing your daily life? And that's what you're talking about mm-hmm. your kids at school not your kids, but your students at school. Yeah. Yeah, That, yeah, it gets to a point to where they just can't function sometimes. And it's not only disruptive for the student, but it's disruptive for the teacher and all the other students too. 
Um, Josh, do you have like what what has been your experience with with uh, so in the military? Um, it's kind of interesting that you bring that up. Is uh, the dopamine thing is actually one of the um, symptoms of PTSD is mm. actually very similar to ADHD, mm-hmm. where your brain just doesn't know how to you know, like you said, handle that dopamine, you get the extreme rush on deployment or whatever. So you come home and everything seems kind of boring. So then you're can't oh, stay focused. Yeah, yeah. So to combat that, the military is actually, um, one of the things that they bring up is, uh, if you have ever taken Adderall and, uh, you try to join the military, most likely, and again, I'm not a, a recruiter, but most likely you won't be able to join anymore if you've ever had oh, really? ADHD. Yeah. So it's actually a disqualifying um, oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because of they, you know, I don't know the reasoning behind it, but well, there's a lot of comorbidity or a lot of um, uh, like common not commonalities, but a lot of people with ADHD often have other ailments that go mm-hmm. along with it or other conditions like depression. And that's a depression that's a major is huge. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, depression. Yeah, um, some of that is could be chemically. Impact because of the the chemicals in the brain, but also some of it is, uh, man, just especially for people who have gone untreated for so long, just like being your whole life tell being told that you're lazy or, you know, if you just only try harder, you know that you really <laughs> that takes a toll on your on your self worth and your self image, which can impact depression as well. But also um, anxiety, narcolepsy. There's a, a lot of comorbidity with um, ASD, with autism spectrum disorder. So there's a lot of people that if they're, in fact, the majority of people with ADHD aren't just dealing with ADHD. They're dealing with other things that go along with it. And so that's something that I always think is interesting that and some of it's, um, some of it's because of the, um, neurochemical issues, but some of it's just because of environment and just because of, you know, being told for a lifetime. I, I said I didn't wasn't diagnosed until I was forty one, and I remember going through college, trying to read a paragraph on music history. It was on the Renaissance. I couldn't give a flip about the Renaissance music. music. And so I remember reading a page over at the first page of the chapter. Over and over and over and over. it must have been like five or six times. I was in the library, uh, you know, an old study carol by myself, and I just remember thinking, God, why am I so lazy? I should be able to do this. And I seriously, I kid you not, I remember thinking, I wish I had some sort of learning disability to explain why I couldn't just get through this stupid chapter and, instead of just being lazy, because I really thought I was just being lazy. And and uh, it's yeah, it turns out that. I don't know. I got there's something more going on, but yeah. For me, you know, recently, uh, one of the things I've noticed is I'll introduce myself to somebody, they'll tell me their name, and a second later, I'm like, oh god, yeah. What memory? What, that's yeah, my what biggest. Is, you know, like legitimately, like that guy just told me his name. Yeah. Hey man, you know that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know your name. So yeah. I'm gonna call you man. You know, you yeah. just told me. I don't know your freaking name. You know. Yeah. Memory is a big thing. That's um, that's like my biggest something. Okay, so I have. I know I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. Um, I warned these two guys, um, listener. I warned these two guys that would be doing a lot of talking. Uh, but perfect I, example of ADHD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, he's hooked in this. He's already in a circle. We 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 barely can get into it. So yeah. 
So I got to tell the story of how I was diagnosed. Okay, so I think a lot of people listening, if you've listened to more than, you know, you know, if you've listened to at least 10 or 12 of our episodes, you know that I have a music degree. I graduated from, from college with a bachelor's in music and with a focus in composition and arranging. And I was shocked to find out that not every, you know, bank or a law firm or, or, or insurance company, they don't, turns out they don't need professional full-time composers, music composers. <laughs> I was shocked. So I ended up working in um, customer service. I worked for a call center. I moved up through the ranks from being on the phones to working as a, as a supervisor than a manager. And so uh, that was an extremely stressful job. And I ended up getting laid off from there. Uh, and so I was out of work and depressed. And then I found a job teaching music at, at a private school, at a Catholic school, and I taught there for a few years. And my third year working there, um, um, talking to one of the, and I, you know, I dealing with a lot of ADHD, but really knowing absolutely nothing about it. Um, talking to uh, this teacher, Nikki, I won't give her last name, but her first name was Nikki. She was like a veteran teacher. She was like close to retirement age, and she was no nonsense. She was like, some of her students would, would say that she was like really, really strict, which she was, but she was also really cool too. She was, she was a great teacher. She was scary. She scared the crap out of me when I first started working there because she was treating me like one of her, one of her students. And, but she ended up being my favorite teacher that that ended up working there. So, um, she, I was talking to her. I was about one of her students. I was really having trouble. I can't remember the kid's name now, but this girl who was really kind of not paying attention, being sometimes disruptive and I was like asking her for advice on how I can deal with this student in the music class. And she said, well, okay, well, um, you could try doing this and do this. And, yeah. and then she said, you know, she's ADHD, right? And, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that. And she asked me what I knew about it. And because I trained as a musician, not as a teacher, uh, I said, well, I don't really know a whole lot about it. And so Nikki is telling me some of the traits and some of the challenges uh, and some of the behaviors that people with ADHD have and, and exhibit. And I kid you not, she stops mid-sentence, cocks her head to one side and said, one side and said, have you ever been tested? <laughs> and I told her, no, why, why would you ask me that? And she said, oh, nothing. You, you should think about it. You, sh- <laughs> you, you should. And I'm like, why would you say that? And she says, well, you have some of those same behaviors and you probably don't even realize it, which I come to find out is another trait of ADHD is not being terribly self-aware. So um, it is weird that with that story, though, um, that people are so open to call other people out for having ADHD. Well, this Where, is a- and, and some people are pretty sensitive about it. Yeah. And it's interesting that, like, in our society, um, you wouldn't walk up to somebody with a different disorder or... You know, she, some, well, I think this was a little different. She was a teacher. no. I'm just saying, in yeah. particular, you know, I've noticed it where people will call me out and be like, "Oh, you have ADHD." It's like, yeah. "Oh, you don't know me well enough to really say that to me." Right. And as a society, it feel like we almost write off ADHD. Does that? It becomes kind of a scapegoat for anybody who doesn't is not doing something that they're supposed right. to be doing, which I think is too bad. But um, so anyway, after I left there, because I could without a license, I could only teach up to three years. So and I wasn't really going to go back and get my teaching license. So I left there, got a job working at my last last company I worked for before working for this other um, roadside service company that I won't mention. Um, uh, I was there for 10 years. 
and or almost almost ten years. And my first like week or two on the job, my manager had asked me to do something. Like this is like the th- second thing or third thing in just a couple weeks that he'd asked me to do, and I had forgotten. I had forgotten that he asked me to do it, and so I'm like, oh. Crud, I'm going to lose his job because I, you know, I told him he was really great. He was, it's okay. You know, we just got to remember these things. And, and, um, and I'm like thinking I'm brand new in this position. I'm going to lose this job. It's a great job. I don't want to lose it. Lost it eventually. But uh, anyway, but, uh, so I go back to my desk and I'm it like, took him 10 what? years to catch on though. What? It did take me 10 years. <laughs> like I said, I'm not, I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. So it, I just remember thinking, like, I'm going to lose this job. What am I going to do? And, like, what is wrong with me that I can't remember this? And just, like, a few months earlier, I'm, like, thinking back to that conversation I had with Nikki, the teacher. And I'm like, is it ADHD? And so I start Googling. Instead of doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing, mind you, I'm distracting myself with this. And, uh, and so I find this website. There's a magazine called Attitude Magazine. It's like a... I wouldn't call it a trade journal, but it's more like a it's more like a magazine for people with ADHD or people you know parents of the people with ADHD, and it's a it's a good magazine. But they have a website, and there's like a little like a pretest on there, and don't take any tests, don't believe anything that diagnoses that, that diagnosis you get online. You, I mean, because you can't be diagnosed without an in depth, you know, um, examination, you know, from from a trained professional. But this thing was like a kind of a pretest to see if maybe you should go. Get checked out and i remember there being 21 questions i think and you know yes means you have it if you answer yes to the questions and i answered a hard yes to like 18 of them and like a soft yes to a couple and then like one was a hard no and uh, i think that was about hyperactivity but even i mean even now you can tell i'm like talking faster i'm more animated um so this is what happens anyway but i i just i couldn't believe it i mean so I come home that night. I don't say anything to my wife. Don't tell her what I'm doing. I just pull up the computer, sit her down and say, here, I want you to read this quiz. And she gets, she's like, she just starts laughing. She's laughing and she gets done reading all of it. And she just gets up, points at the computer and says, that's you. That's you. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And then I went and got, uh, went and saw a psychologist. And over several sessions, kind of in-depth sessions, um, she diagnosed me with ADHD, but that's how I got diagnosed. But it like, I think it was like 46, 45, somewhere in there, which is like, it's eye opening. I mean, it's like, I, I equate it to like buying a used car. I mean, basically what it is, it's, it explains so much of my life. So much. Well, ADHD did not get really started to be tested in the schools until right, that's the, why I say to I'm, the middle to the late nineties. Yeah. And I'm so, older than you guys. Yes. And even... But it see, was on nobody's radar when I was in so school. like my brother who has ADHD, you know, he got tested and he was diagnosed with it in the eighties, which was unheard of. And the only reason was is that he also is dyslexic and he has other things oh. that came along with it. So within the whole testing of all the issues he was having, the ADHD came out. Right. And so that that's the only reason he got caught because, like you said, in most cases back in the eighties, especially still and anything earlier. Um, oh, you just can't focus. Oh, you can't. those yeah. those old excuses that would be used of why some kid was not able to function or you're not living up to your potential. Yes. Basically, is what it. Well, the you know it's funny because the boys who are super hyperactive, those would get they they pick up on those right. Mm-hmm. They kind of know those. 
But then you have the girls who are yeah. really dreamy, kind of staring out the window, twirling their hair. Those are the two like like stereotypes. But there's so much in between those two too. Well, I remember it was ADHD is a guy thing. Right. They used to think girls couldn't yeah, get couldn't it. Yeah, couldn't get it, which was which and, is, which we now know is really ridiculous. And <laughs> they also used to think that it it went away with yeah, when, kids. when you got older. Right. But you don't it doesn't go away. You just kind of and as an adult you figure out how to work with it. You figure out how to work with yeah. it. Yeah. Um well, to some degree, <laughs> you know, you Well, you find a job that you can around. do what you do in yeah. the job that keeps you cuz it cuz even a lot of people that lose their jobs as older people it's because they're ADHD and right. they've lost it because they weren't able to function in that right. job. Or they're forgetting something yeah. their boss is telling them to, to, to do. So, which so is like my I brother, it was interesting to find out, like he barely graduated from high school. He almost has a PhD. Wow. Because when he finally got into college, he was doing the things he wanted. Right. He didn't want to take the stupid science classes. He didn't want to take the math classes in high school. And so he just was like, I, I don't care. And then he got into college, and he's taking his classes he wanted to take. And all of a sudden, he's pulling out A's all yeah. across the board. It's You know, if you find, as an adult, if you find a career, that you, it's, it's make or break, honestly. Finding the right job. Like, I can't, can't remember his name. The guy who's the CEO of, founded JetBlue, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy is famously ADHD. He's talked about it um, at length. The fact he's, I, I was hearing somewhere where he refused, so much that he refused to talk about it anymore because he figures he said everything he has to say on the subject. So, but he is, he was ADHD. And I mean, there's so many like benefits with it too. I mean, there's, yes, there's, you know, people have trouble paying attention, time management issues. Um, all of that, but it's also, uh, um, you know, I'm, I've got a list of like things that I'm like, you know, you lose items, you know, you lose things easily. Procrastination is, is kind of a challenge. Um, memory problems. Did I mention that one already? Mm-hmm. Did I? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why my brother has a tile on his keys, yeah, on his phone and on his wallet. He loses them all the time. Yeah. So he can now find them because he has the, the little, little tile. The little wow. tile. This, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's so many other benefits that I think that weigh out. Like people who have ADHD are, I would say, generally speaking, and I think kind of hands down almost, um, highly creative. They're divergent thinkers. They like to think, I hate to term outside the box, but, you know, that's kind of, you, you, know, you guys know what I mean. Um, they good at puzzles, like sorting puzzles out. Um, not putting puzzles together, but, you know, trying to puzzle something out. Maybe good at putting puzzles together. Um, sense of humor, I think I'm funny. I'm told I'm funny. Mo- most people don't realize how funny you are. <laughs> most people don't like, realize. Like, nobody realizes. That's right. Nobody, nobody realizes. I will say I'm quick-witted. I'm, I think I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty quick uh, <laughs> to make a joke. And it, I mean, it's not the... And it's never the obvious joke either. I go try to go for the, you know, more obscure or take... You know, if you're making a, you know, like a, doing a pun, I will take the part of the word that somebody isn't expecting somebody to make the joke on. Um, but, you know, energetic kind of tend to be fun to be around usually. But, uh, yeah, so there's a, so many positive positive things about it that, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. But I, I wish I had known earlier, I mean, a lot earlier, like maybe 30 years earlier. Um, and maybe... I wouldn't have, you know, ended up where I ended up. Maybe I would have, you know, done something 
gone to work for a, a movie studio or gone to work, you know, something more creative. There's not a lot of creativity in customer service. Sometimes there is, but not a lot. So, well, in our school, the school I work in, it's really interesting because I think back because I have a learning disability and a lot of kids that were in um, special ed with me were kids with ADHD. They didn't actually have a learning disability. It was that they just didn't have the skills to be able to function and think mm. and stuff. Um, nowadays, at least in the school that I'm at, and I think in most schools, at least where we're at, the mindset is is that it's not a learning disability. Right. It's a behavioral disability. Yeah. And that changes how teachers deal with it. It's more uh, we we don't pull them out and give them special instructions. They're inside the class learning how to function within the class with the disability. Yeah. And, and so um, before they would get they would get yanked out just like somebody that actually had a learning disability that infected their writing I, or reading or something. I think a lot of that was they were pulled out of class. They didn't know what to do with them. Well, it was <laughs> and so they weren't disrupting the other yeah. class, right? Yep. And make it hard. When when I started teaching. At this private school, when I first started there, we had a first grader. I won't say his name, but um, everybody in the school, all the teachers talked about him, you know, because he was probably the, had the some of the worst ADHD, period. I mean, he was really disruptive. And, and this is awful to say, but, man, I prayed, or at least when I when he, I came to school and found out that he was sick or he was not, not in school that day, I was so glad because it was really... <laughs> I mean, it's awful to say, <laughs> but Joe's. <laughs> I have a, there's a select group of those still today. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I mean, I felt horrible as a person because I'm like, oh my god, I'm just glad he's not there because I couldn't. Te- I mean, and I, like I said, I was not trained as a teacher, so I really had no coping skills, and I'm sure my own ADHD probably didn't make the probably make it any easier on me either. But and especially when I didn't know I had it. But uh, yeah, it was. It's. I mean, it is challenging and it's yeah it's just learning how your brain just works differently but the whole reason i was bringing this up is that um you know we're looking at having one of our kids we are in the process of having one of our kids assessed right now and it's because i don't want him to go his entire life like i did and and have it untreated because if you treat it and again it doesn't have to be with meds meds are you know, they they work for most people, not everybody. And there's different classifications of medications. Um, and just because one doesn't work doesn't mean that another one won't work. But but I've been I've I tried them for a while. and I'll go on and off of them sometimes. But right now I'm not I haven't taken any in quite a while. And and um, and even when I do take them, at least the particular ones, I've tried a couple different classes. I don't I mean, sometimes it's the weird part is, is it. I don't really know if they make a difference or not because when I'm actually, I think when they're working, I don't realize they're working because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then I don't notice it. You know, I notice it when I'm not. Well, I, I think when they're not working. My so. experience in schools though, with kids that are on medication, it, it's a lot of work. Um, because in our case with kids that are on them, teachers are constantly having to fill out forms Mm. tracking them, helping the doctors understand what's going on with them, especially with kids because their bodies are changing so much so that the amount has to continually be changed to keep things. um, Well, and kids are not really capable of self-reporting as well as adults. Like like usually for diagnosis, um, 
there's an evaluation that's sent to the teacher. There's some multiple teachers, usually the teachers, the behavior specialist, um, the parents each get one of uh, the physician will get one. And uh, anybody, I mean, it was like, there's like usually there's multiple people that are assessing the kid and, and just answering questions, uh, describing interactions with the kid and, you know, observations of the kid. As an adult, I went in and I answered so a lot you, of questions. So are you having him assessed by the school or are you privately R- assessed? Right, well, we, we saw his medical doctor and then okay. um, he ordered an assessment. So we're, we've sent off a So you're doing a, pri- you're doing a private privately, assessment? Privately, yeah. yeah. So, so in my district, because my district, for some reason, was able to get enough school psychologists that we actually have one in-house, um, our kids are all assessed in-house. Nice. And so, but I do know that in this school district, it's so large, they don't have very many. And to get your child assessed could take months. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was just curious if, how you're going yeah. about it. <laughs> well, and. And I mean, there's not a right way or a wrong way with it. Yeah. Either. And I, I mean, I've talked to my kid a lot. He knows that I think, I, I, I personally, everything I know about it. And I've done a lot, <laughs> like I've said, a lot of research and. Um, I, I firmly believe I, I'm almost 90% sure he's got it. And you could probably tell me that you agree. <laughs> well, and my wife's a teacher too. And we've all agree. <laughs> we yeah. all agree that it, yeah. he probably is. Yeah. We'd be really shocked if he isn't. But <laughs> in fact, when I, I told you I have one of my, I'm having one of my kids assess you, you said his name. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't say his name now, but yeah, but I mean, I've only got two kids. So, you know, anybody wants to guess has got a 50, 50 chance, <laughs> but if you know him, the odds go way up from there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it really, yeah, I just don't want him to have that same feeling of like, you know, you get, it's, you get poor self-worth because mm-hmm. it like it gets treated a lot like for a lot of people if they don't understand it, which is really the main reason I want to talk about it on the podcast is like, you know, you know, we get a few dozen people listening to these podcasts, not a lot. Um, but man, if like a couple people like hear this and like, have a little better understanding of it, then I feel like I've done the right thing because people who really don't understand it are the ones, at least the ones who I would say who, you know, I don't know. A lot of people see it as like a moral failing, right? You're just not working hard enough. You just live up to your potential, you know, just if you'd only work a little bit harder and it's, there's a, uh, I've got some, uh, good resources one of them is there's this guy he's um uh, a uh, well a, there's a podcast called how to adhd which is a great podcast it's hosted by this um uh not a girl she's in her 30s i guess but um jessica, McCa- jessica mccabe she's really fun to watch she's just really and her, her stuff is really entertaining they're short videos but she has become like this powerhouse of advocacy for ADHD. She has ADHD. And I saw this interview interview she did with this guy named, um, uh, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm forgetting his name now. Um, Brett something or other. I'll have to look it up. Um, I didn't write his name down, but he's a guy who is at, she was interviewing him because she had been diagnosed like at the age of 12. Um, but she wanted to talk to somebody who'd been diagnosed later in life. And um, Thornhill, Brett Thornhill is his name. And he went on, after he got diagnosed, he went on to become an ADHD coach and to help people who have ADHD and, and kind of work through things and give them advice and, and pointers like, you know, any coach does. But, uh, he, 
the best description I've heard of being diagnosed as a as an adult. You know, somebody he when he was diagnosed, he said, no, I, I can't. I have a job. You know, I, I can't have ADHD. I have, I have a job, and I'm not really." You know, I'm, I'm, you know, happily married. I don't have any problems with relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. And, and she says, but how hard is it? You know, the, his psychiatrist. Or, and he said, well, it's hard. And then he said the phrase, it feels like walking through three feet of water. And that's such a good image of how I felt like sitting there in the library at school trying to read that chapter and reading the first page, you know, five, six, seven times in a row and losing interest by the time I got to the bottom of the page and realizing I had no idea what I had just read. Um, it's just such a, it be, it can become so, such a struggle and it doesn't have to be. And um, uh, anyway, I just think that it's uh, it's something, definitely something that, you know, if, 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 if anybody is interested in this subject, um, uh, there's the site that I went to that was the quiz that, um, was called Attitude Mag A D D I T U D E M A G dot com, and then if you do a slash resources slash, that's where there's a lot of resources there for um, kids and adults. It's a great website. Um, the How to ADHD dot com or the just on YouTube How to ADHD. It is fantastic. It's probably like one of the best places to start. And my my ADHD, I was super excited i was kind of depressed but i was super excited when i found out with my diagnosis because it explains so much and i'm like finally i know what's going on i can tackle it and all that well it's one of those things that you don't really tackle adhd you just you just you learn to to uh to kind of deal with it and and get a, a handle on it get con you get control over it you'll never it's never going to change you're all but you can at least get control on it um, her website was, I mean, I kind of forgotten about my ADHD and was not bothering to even try to treat it or even, I was just going through life. Um, and then I ran onto her, somehow found her YouTube channel and how to ADHD and it's, they're incredible and you should check them out. They're really entertaining too. And most of them. The algorithm was doing its job that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> most of them are like. <laughs> Most of them are like three minutes long, you know. That's why but, they're only three minutes long. Which is, I mean, that's yeah, what she perfect. she has said on that. Yeah, <laughs> when she she that same person has also interviewed somebody named Brendan Mahan, um, and he's an ADHD coach and as well. I, I guess when you find out you have ADHD, like you just become a coach because what else are you gonna do, right? Well, so something that parents just need to be aware of is that if anybody in your family has any learning disabilities or ADHD or any of that they are now discovering that's all genetic. So mm -hmm. that means that if somebody has it, there's a high possibility somebody else is in like children are going to have it. Well, a lot of adults now are getting diagnosed yeah. because their kids their children. get diagnosed yeah. and like, wow, that sounds just like me when I well, was a kid. It's so. like I have a learning disability and I am watching my two children very, very hardcore because it wasn't until after I was diagnosed with my learning disability that we discovered that my dad actually had it and before that we started seeing tons from my grandfather yeah so it's highly possible that which luckily for me my son's a fifth grader he is showing no signs of it and my daughter is also Good. not showing any signs of it which is that but my brother both of his daughters have it oh wow and they both have the dyslexia and they both also have the adhd oh so man. um so yeah if you know you have it there's a high possibility that your children will have it. 
Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they will, but. Well, like I said, my dad, I know there's, yep. like, I remember trying to tell him story, like, I tell him a story, and I remember him just, like, just cut to the chase. Like, what's your point? You know, I mean, he was, he just couldn't listen. I, you know, and, like, when we first got married, Andrea was teaching, um, and she, she had some horrible middle school students, and she'd come home, and she'd just, you know, we'd sit on the couch, and she'd just start. I'm like, how how are you doing? And boom, it was. I mean, I was, I started sitting purposely with the clock with with her, between with her between me and the clock, so I could keep an eye on how long she was talking. Because I'm like, because at first when I first one, I'm like, <laughs> how long is she going on? I mean, I'm like, God, it feels like it's been only two hours and she's still talking. And so I started sitting where I could see the clock and still look at her and still see the clock. So I'd know how long it really had been. And I realized that like after 10 minutes, I was out, man, I forget it. I'm out, you know, and at that point, I'm just a puppet nod in my head. <laughs> this is also a podcast on marriage device, uh, advice. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, Atlas this portion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe just started laughing and I just, I just lost it. Well, cause that was anyway. my, that was my evening already before I came over here. <laughs> my wife's day wasn't very good, really? so I had about a twenty-minute rebuttal yeah. of what the day was and what every kid was. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's but it's like really difficult to sit there. I have trouble in meetings, and man, working from home was probably the worst thing for me when the pandemic happened because the only thing worse than sitting in a boring meeting is sitting in a boring Skype meeting or a boring <laughs> Microsoft Teams meeting. So you're the kid that just turns off the screen. Uh, that's what I mean. and walk away when I. Pulled up Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. and was playing video <laughs> games. games during the meetings. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because your brain needs that stimulation. You know, that like we haven't talked about like fidget spinners or gadgets or things like that. And oh, Joe just rolled his eyes big time. <laughs> um, but those things can't help, you know, if you get the right ones. And they do help and they help a lot. The issue is, is teaching children how to use them correctly. Yeah. That is the what fails. Throwing them up in the air and catching them. That is not using them correctly. Um, Spinning them on the ground. So, like right now, fidget spinners actually have been outlawed in most schools. The spinners. The spinners because they do exactly like you just talked about. Yeah. They become flying objects. Um, We got Charlie a cube. The cubes are working, and then the little poppers. Yeah. The little poppers are really popular right now. Yeah. Because they can have them in their hands like this, and it's not where the spinning thing seems to always like fly around the room. Um, And then after a while, they start making noises because the ball bearings would start wearing out, and then you get the screeching, grinding sound. Um, and it looks too much like a toy. Yeah. Where the little poppers, they're just little rubber things that look like, I mean, they look like packing peanuts. Right. And you can pop, pop them up them back, and pop, pop them, them back. Down. Yeah. So those are the ones the, that... We got, we got our kid, the little cube, and it's got switches on one side, little buttons on the other side, mm-hmm. little spinners, like little wheels. And so, um, yeah, it's got a, it's a lot of tactile stuff. Yeah. They've, they've done a lot better job with those type of tools, we'll yeah. call them. <laughs> not toys. Yeah. Because the first ones that came out, you know, eight, nine years ago, they were toys. They literally were a toy that somebody yeah. decided that would work well to keep your attention. Right. But And it's basically the 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 reason those work, and it, it, it seems counterintuitive, 
you know, I think for a lot of people, you take a kid who can't pay attention, you give them something else to pay attention to. The brain with ADHD, the brain is craving engagement. And so if you give it something to do, it, it, it just allows it's enough engagement that allows you to use the other part of your brain to pay attention to what's going on. And, and they do really work. Um, yeah, that's not for a, everybody, but it's the reason why my classes are full of ADHD kids. I basically play with big fidget, fidget <laughs> toys all day long, instruments all day long. Yeah. And I tell the kids, I says, you got a big, they want to pop. And I says, why you have a You have a fidget in your hand. It's a, it's called a ukulele. Yeah. yeah. Start playing with it. Yeah. You know, or, Hey, you're playing a trumpet. Hey, you're playing this. What, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, I basically have almost all the ADHD kids in my classes. Well, it, it, it is an interesting thing that you say, you know, your brain needs stimula- stim- stimulation. 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 Um, is how over, yeah. That's the main how, <laughs> how overstimulated our brains are today yeah. with our smartphones. I mean, oh, sure. You yeah. Know, yeah. And interesting article on basically what it takes to stimulate a brain nowadays is getting yeah. harder and harder. When you think of it is uh, like the Marvel movies. I read an interesting article on how marvel movies are ruining cinema because of this just crazy mm-hmm. storyline this, this crazy is, it's so funny you mentioned that because like three days ago he loves them no I, everybody no, does no, no, no. i'm everybody actually does. not really. Oh, really i mean they're okay but three days ago i was listening to some i i still have a commute with my new job i drive like 35 minutes instead of 45 or 50 minutes to work um but i was listening to one of our podcasts because i'm like uh, i knew that we we're gonna we're going to be recording one soon, and I w- wanted to, to go back and listen to some of ours. And one of, we were taught one episode. We were talking about Marvel movies and like when was the right time to. Sh- I was thinking about because I didn't let my kids seen any, yeah, really except for Captain America and one of the other ones um, up until that point. And so uh, I, th- I think in that podcast you were saying what great movies they were, and and that's so funny that you mentioned that. Well, but, no, I mean, yeah, just, I read it's an art. interesting idea though. It's the. Yeah, it's the it's the constant action. It's the right, and you no, go back to and there's an article. And the reason I'm that brought this article up was just talking about the new Matrix and how it was kind of a bust. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the reason it was a bust Too is slow. yeah. I mean, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, that yeah. was it, right? Well, the Matrix, yeah. and now you look at today, and you look at even think of Star the new Star Wars movies, the new just the cinema that is coming out nowadays. Yeah. You look at the Matrix. This is a hard storyline to follow because people. I mean, a lot of kids, like my nephews and my nieces, they cannot sit through one movie at a theater. My my brother and I hung out last week. We were talking about like like the show if, uh, in the nineties, right? Nineties Northern Exposure was a show on CBS, but it was um, a show about this little nor- a, a New York doctor who went to he uh, his a town, little town paid off of all of his school loans with the with a contract saying that he would come and work this little town for a few years. And so it was a total fish out of water story. This guy like in this little tiny quirky little town in Alaska. And he said he could not get through it. It was too slow. It was too boring. And I'm like thinking that was a super popular show. I mean, super popular show. And uh, I think, yeah, TV shows. Yellowstone, all of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like looking at remakes I'm yeah. really interested to seeing um, West Side Story and what Steven oh, Spielberg yeah. has done because the original back in the 60s was just a huge success. But I yeah. guarantee you when you go to compare it, it better it's doing well in the box office, they but have it, to, it yeah. has to speed up because 
Yeah. I, we've sat down and we've watched it again, and and my children are like, yeah, the but the but the way that the movie moves is really slow. Right, the storyline is the storyline is slow, and 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 my kids were like. 20 minutes in, they're like, we're well, out of here. You almost have to start a new movie with a climax. You know, in, well, yeah. in, fairness, yeah. in fairness, that movie was really written in the 1500s. Well, R- yes. Romeo and we, Juliet, we won't right. go into that detail. But but <laughs> but I was using that as an example. Yeah, of, right. That's of a good how, way to compare. How, you know, yeah, the, the movies nowadays. I mean, we went and watched Sing 2. Oh, it was a great and movie. It was, it was a great movie. But it was immediately right out yeah, of the you box. Start, yeah, Bam, yeah. you get hit you, with stuff. Exactly. I mean, yeah. every movie, and that is all, again, a big long way of saying that today, um, which is we've made points before about how incredibly impressive early Disney movies are, is that they're still relevant yeah. today mm-hmm. because of how hard it is to stimulate our brains because of, you know, a smartphone well, does, I mean, so I have a hundred kids that work for me and half of them don't have a computer. The, you it's know they don't even yeah. own a computer it's just their smartphone yeah. and well this is an important point too though in regards to adhd too because i think a lot of people it's easy for people to say people who really don't understand say well like that's just the way everybody is you know why there's nothing special about somebody just because they have trouble paying attention because that's just the way we are now You're yeah. just, or this is the way society's become or this is what we've done to our kids but there is something inherent like i said my dad born in 1936 there is no doubt in my mind that he had ADHE. 100% he had it. I, I know because I know enough about it um, through all the research I've done and just experience it in my own life and, and everything else. But in, in watching him, the way he could sit on the computer for hours at a time and hyper-focus, the way he couldn't let me finish one of my stories because he, was, he had no attention span for it, and the way that he... Um, uh, his mind worked, he very much like me, I think, or I'm very much like him, and the fact that um, he re- his brain required additional stimulation. And so, um, you know, I don't think it's, you know, I, I think your point about the movies is a, is a good one, but I think that also some people will think, well, that's just the way we are now. But ADHD has been around forever. Sure. Yeah. They're convinced, like Mozart had ADHD, right? And so um, there is some th- some things and for our family, especially like my nephew, I genuinely think that he was overdiagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Well, in that and, and that mm-hmm. and, I th- and I feel like there is the pendulum swing, right, where it's like nobody diagnosed with it. Everybody died. And yeah. it's going to have to come back to center. But like my nephew, sharp kid, he just hates school. And I, and they put him on this aggressive medication, and he was at my house for the summer. Yeah. And he told me he's like, "Man, I'm having some strange thoughts about like hurting myself and stuff, you know." And well, he's 15 years old, and it's yeah. just like, "Whoa, time out! Like, what are you taking here? You need to talk to your doctor, you yeah. know." And well, because it pushes you into anxiety and depression. The, some of the medications, yeah. right? And, and like, I don't know about like it depends on every physician is different, right? And sometimes yeah, you get right. lucky with a good physician. Where, and again, there's different classes of medication that will. Well, yeah, for sure, but and that's what I think. Kind of the scary part for me in thinking about my kid is like um, a solution for some doctors is to throw medication at it. You know, for whatever the ailment may be, it could be, you know, yeah. I mean, you can literally quantify it, it to anything. You know, opioid, you, you know, opioid addiction is from the same thing. Where like, um, yeah, it, it really starts with getting a good diagnosis. I think because it is easy. There's it can look like a lot of things. Like one thing that. Um, my the psychologist that evaluated me, she asked me, how's your sleep? I'm like, well, what do you mean? She goes, Are you? this is like by the second or the third met time I met with her, right? Um, because she was starting to see a lot of these these behaviors and, and tendencies. 
that were correlated with ADHD. And she, one thing she told me is that like sleep deprivation can look a lot like ADHD. Mm-hmm. There's other things, ASD, um, autism spectrum disorder, or which like, they're which they're diagnosing that at like two years old now. Yeah, and, which is crazy. I mean, that can look like ADHD. There's so many things, so it's really important to diagnose. That's that's all we said at the beginning of the podcast, and I'll say it again. Like, you know. This is all should be good information, but the one thing you should take away is that you got to see a professional, and you know, and do a little bit of research on on who you see too. Um, Stay off WebMD, Google a sore throat, you got cancer. <laughs> throat cancer. Well, yeah. and and they got and you got to listen to your kids too. Yeah, if your kid is you know has been diagnosed or so they say that it's been diagnosed, and um, you know I've seen it over and over time where. You know, they're trying to medicate it. Or I have another situation where I had a student. He's now very functional in society, heavily ADHD. Took medication when he was a little kid. Did massive problems with him. So the parents immediately took him off and basically forced, I mean, basically brought it to the school and says, we're not medicating him. So teach him. Figure it out. And so we had to figure out how that worked, and there was adjustments between the parents and us and the and stuff, and we had to do some things. It got to the point one time where he only came to school ha- half days because he could not make it through a full day because he just couldn't do it. And so there's just things that you have to be. But but it was always the kid was always able to talk to the parent, and they were able to make things work for yeah. what was best for the I kid. I don't think anybody should be afraid of the medication as long no. as you've got a good diagnosis. And like the analogy that I've, I heard, well, there's another um, reference I'll throw out there. When I was diagnosed, um, my psychologist recommended a book called Driven to Distraction by Edward Hollowell. He goes by Ned, Ned Hollowell, but his, his real name is Edward. And this is a, it's a great book, actually. Um, I think I've loaned out my copy twice and had to, I've had to buy it a couple of times. But um, uh, he, it's really interesting, too, because he talks about – well, also, what, the point I was going to make about him is that he uses the analogy of, like, medication, it can be. It's like putting on a pair of glasses. You see your whole life, like Liam, when he got glasses for the first time, the, the, the optometr- optom- optometrist actually – or the, at least the lady who did the – you know, set him up with the glasses um, – Took him. She says she takes, especially kids, outside to try on the glasses when they come back with the prescription and everything. Takes them outside because she loves to see the look on their face for the first time when they put glasses on. Because it is a revelation. You finally realize what things are supposed to look like. And medication can be the same way, I think. Is it, you know, if somebody has a, a vision problem, you give them a pair of glasses mm-hmm. and it fixes it. And I think the medication should be the same way for ADHD. It, and it works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't true. work for everybody. Yeah. But it locks, works, does work for but a lot of people. But a lot of times, like just going, for me, I think going on medication and then seeing like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. You know, then I, I went off of it and I was at least able to understand like what I could work towards if I wasn't taking it. You know, and for me, that's, you know, lists and and and, and what and what will work for else. you will be different than right. what will work for your son if he yeah. is diagnosed with it because it 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 everybody's different and I think that's the one big thing that I've noticed um, in over the last twenty years that I've been either going to college to be a teacher or I've been a teacher 
is it used to be there was a one size fit all track. Right. Now there is nothing that fits yeah. anybody. And so it's like here is the tool belt. What okay, with this person what worked, what works, works, works. And um and that and I think that's sometimes what frustrates some parents and some people with ADHD, especially in a school setting, is that the tool belt is pretty vast and it could take a year to finally to figure lock out it in, yeah. to lock in what it is or more sometimes because you're having to try so many different things. But that's better than Going 20 years ago. Years. Yeah. Not knowing or like 20 years ago where we're just going to put you on medication because that's what it is. And yeah. we don't really care how what happens and all that stuff. So, um, well, hey, gosh, I think that's a good, a really good point. And I'm just looking at the time. We're yeah. now we're running might late. Have to do two episodes. <laughs> What's that? So I have to do two episodes on this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. A bottom line is if you, you know, check out some of these resources like the, the attitude mag.com. There's some great quizzes on there that kind of that's what got me led me there if it weren't well that and teacher nikki was really one that's a point point at least put the idea in my head but how to adhd on youtube fantastic youtube channel jessica mccabe um driven to distraction is a book by ed hollowell um and then um uh brendan mahan was uh a guy he's also a coach uh adhd coach and he's got an adhd essentials podcast which is the name of ADHD Essentials, and it's really good too. So those are a few resources that, that I personally have kind of vetted and that I rely on. And um, so I recommend you guys check those out if you're interested on the subject. But um, this has been a heavy topic, and it's certainly probably the heaviest topic we've ever talked about. We still about. got Marvel into it, though. We still got Marvel into it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which is way better than DC. And D Matrix. Way, and Matrix. way and better Matrix. than DC. We can all agree on that. Well, yeah. Well, duh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> So that's a given, right? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I don't scare away the DC people. Oh, right. They don't yeah, even okay. have real superheroes, though. Captain America versus Batman. Yeah. Batman's cooler, probably. Captain yeah. America's the nerd, but but he's... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and I went the whole time without mentioning Star Trek, except to say that I didn't mention it. I uh -huh. think that's pretty good. Pretty good. Live long and prosper. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, if you... That just made me think of like my favorite Frasier episode where do you ever see that Frasier episode? The Klingon episode? Yeah, yes. where uh Frasier Crane <laughs> hires someone to teach his son Hebrew. Yeah, he like somehow he likes makes this mad guy. Yeah, he makes the guy mad, so yeah, he teaches he the kid really, it's really rude to him or something. The Klingon. And then uh yeah, Frasier has to read uh at, at his kid's bar mitzvah. It's in Klingon. And and he has to read a scripture and so he's supposed to read it in Hebrew. But his this coworker that he has that he kind of ticked off is fluent in Klingon, so he he actually translates it to to Klingon, <laughs> not Hebrew. So he's up to reading Hebrew, and the kid who's bar mitzvah bar mitzvah is actually recognizes it as Klingon, which I thought was great too. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Star Trek. <laughs> I feel there, better. There I, well, we, we really talked about Fraser, but also a worthy show too. Anyway, if you have any. Thoughts or comments, we'd like to hear from you. Um, you can reach us at PWG, PWGU Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we're on Twitter at PWGU Podcast, I think. I don't have Twitter. It's been a long time. <laughs> at PWGU Podcast.com, uh, uh, dot Gmail, at Gmail, rather. 
Um, for sure, man, I just butchered our whole... <laughs> anyway, but we'd like to hear it from you. You can figure out what to... Go back and listen to another episode where we get it right. And, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, in the meantime, I hope everybody has a great week or however long it is until we're, we do this again. We really appreciate folks listening. And um, like I said, this is an important subject. And, and nobody should have to go their entire life and f- feel like they struggle as much as people can with ADHD. I know I did, so... But I think that's going to do it for for now. Um, All right. All right. Bye, everybody.